Turn with me to the book of Luke, please. Book of Luke, chapter 6. I'm going to take just a couple of minutes and touch on something that I don't ever really speak about, and I probably should more, um, and that is giving. Now, we have kind of two things in the church world. We have those that seem to that be their only subject. That's all they ever talk about. And then sometimes on the other side, we're so concerned because we have so many that that's all they talk about that we never talk about it. And, and we shouldn't do that either because giving is a very much a, a part of, of our Christian experience. And go ahead and get that. We'll wait. Go. <laughs> and so when you think about giving, uh, it's not something that ought to make us cringe. Oh, the preacher's on that again. You know what? You know another reason why I don't, I guess, preach about it a lot here is because this is the givingest church I've ever seen. It's like I'm preaching to the choir or something. Uh, It's amazing how giving this church is. Um, But giving is a principle that God lays out very clearly in His Word. Luke chapter 6, are you there? Verse 38. Very common, very popular passage of Scripture, especially on TV. (laughs) Give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over. Shall men give into your bosom? For for with that same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Father, I ask you'll give me something that'll help all of us today. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And like I said, sometimes that's something that we cringe at because we've seen this message abused so much within American Christianity, especially over the last three or four decades. It has gotten way too much popularity. As, as I've used, illustrated before, if you're having one of those nights that you can't sleep and you turn on the TV and you get to... Uh, a certain channel, there's going to be a, a preacher on there. And I always think it's fun to just stop there and count in seconds how long it takes before he starts talking about money. Usually within five seconds, he has something to do with money. Because that is the message. It's all about money. You know, when this was written, it wasn't even really a monetary-based society like we are. We're so used to monetary-based society. It's common. That's normal to us. We go in. We want a, a can of Pepsi. We put money on the counter, and we take our Pepsi. That's the way we operate. They didn't operate that way. They had money, but a lot of it was barter. A lot of it was, was helping one another that way. It wasn't a capitalistic modern capitalistic monetary-based system like we have. So when Scripture's talking about this blessing, it shouldn't automatically take us to money because that's not the way God always blesses us. I struggled with that for years, especially young in our, in our marriage when I worked like a dog in, in two or three jobs, and yet we still just didn't seem to have enough to put gas in the car. And we were struggling, and we were like, God, we pay our tithes. What's up with this? We're supposed to be so rich we can't, have, we can't stand it. What is going on? Because that's what had been programmed into our minds. We thought, man, if you pay your tithes, you're just going to have money just flowing out of you. 
why do we pay tithes or give gifts? And, and I don't even want this to be an argument about whether tithes is New Testament or any of that. That's for a different sermon. <laughs> why do we give? So that we can get? No. So do we pay tithes or do we give to obey God? Sure, okay. I want to add another one to it. We as God's people are giving people because that's the character that is within us. That's who we are as God's people. God's people are givers. That's who they are. And when the Lord God saves us, He creates a giving person in us. Why? Because God is a giving God. And we take on the nature of God. We take on that, that character within us when we be, when we are saved, we become like Christ. At least that's the goal. <laughs> that's the plan. Uh, and he draws us and he begins to mold our character and mold, mold who we are. If it comes time for offering and we don't want to give, I shouldn't say this because I'm going to get in trouble with Bob. Plug your ears. If, if, if it comes time to give an offering and we don't want to give, just keep it in your pocket. Just don't do it. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. And if you feel like, oh, I just have to pay the 10%, uh, might as well just leave it in your pocket. It's not about forced um, compliance. God's not standing there with a, with a thumb waiting saying, oh, you didn't give enough. It's not that. God saved your soul. And when he did, he created in within you a new creature. And that creature is a giving person. Now, that giving person might be, might be somebody that's over there cutting firewood for a neighbor or mowing a lawn or painting a fence. Or it may be, you know, a hundred other things that has nothing whatsoever to do with the greenback. It is being a person of giving character. And when God saves us, that's who we become as God's children. And you'll see in a, in a little while what I say, and I, and I brag on you guys all the time because this is such an amazingly giving church. It's, it's incredible to me. I have never seen a church like this uh, that, that's that way. And because of that, we're able to help many, many ministries, and by the grace of God, we're going to take on more this year. And I'm, I'm excited about that. But that is because God saved people and gave them a heart and a desire to give. And when God puts that character within us and, and creates that person within us, we can't help it. We want to give. We want to do things for people. We want to be that blessing. Now, that being said, does God bless a giver? Absolutely. Scripture makes that clear. See, I think it's one of those, uh, I don't know, let's catch 22, or if that's not even the right word, is that if you're giving to get, you're giving for the wrong reason. But if you give, you will get. Right. Does that make sense? <laughs> let me, let me, God is not a, uh, an investment account. You don't put in, you know, $200 and expect a, a 10% return on your money. That's not how it works. And I've known preachers that literally preached it that way. 
We had one devil remember him. Barry Gillum was his name. I think I mentioned him not too long ago. He had a formula. He told me there was a formula, and I don't remember what it is now, but he told the church, now, if you just figure this out, if you give this much, you're going to get this much. And if you get, and the more you give, the more, and man, we went broke. We did, man. Bills did not get paid because, man, we were like, hey, we got this figured out. We're going to be loaded. What we ended up with was broke. That's what we ended up with. <laughs> That's not why God blesses his people. That's not why God wants a cheerful giver. God blesses givers because that's the character and nature of who God is. God created us in his image, and he, and because of sin, we were pulled away from that. We were separated from that. And because of the precious blood of Jesus Christ, that gulf was repaired. That gulf was fixed to where we are back in character with Almighty God. And if you're truly saved, you can't help but be a cheerful giver. You just want to. Does that mean the devil doesn't get in there sometime and try to ruin it? Oh, he does. Especially when the when you're adding up the checking account and it's just not where you want it to be, and you're like, God, I can't afford to give anymore. Now I'm not gonna do like some of them do and say, just give anyway. No. I'm just gonna tell you, seek God and allow God to guide you in your giving. Right. Let God guide you. I don't think God sits there. I think people have this mental picture that God's sitting there like this, waiting for you to mess up. <laughs> Just go ahead. I'm going to flick you right in the head. God doesn't operate that way. You don't do that to your kids. Well, don't, I shouldn't ask that. He might, he might be. I don't know. Some of us might have should have done that. I don't know. Was that good English? Might have should have? No. I'll hear about it later. <laughs> God isn't looking that way. The point I'm trying to make is that giving becomes a character in a child of God. You can't help it. And when that bank account says zero, there's ways to give. God gives us the ability to give. We are a given people. How do we, uh, how do we give to so many missionaries? Because you're faithful. Why is it that when somebody here, one of us here can, will say, hey, you know, whatever, a nuclear bomb landed on my house last night, and people step in and take care of it? Why? Because we're giving people. Praise God for that. That's what God expects of God's people is whatever happens, we step in and help one another because we have the character and nature of God. Do we help people that are not saved? Absolutely. If they need help, we help them too. The Bible tells us, first and foremost, the, 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 the people of faith, the family of faith, them first, and then the outside. But we are giving people. It is a nature and character of God's people. And I want to read this again. Give, and I hope this brings a different perspective to it. Give, and it shall be given to you. Praise God. I'm not holding God over a barrel and telling him, if I give you this much, you've got to give me 20% back or, or, you know, no. I'm just saying, thank God, if I give, it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, men shall give you into your bosom, for with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you 
again. You may not get another dollar in your bank account, but you will be blessed. Or it may be in your bank account. It might be. We've seen God do some crazy things. We had a Chevy Citation. You know how I feel about that. When you end up with a Chevy, if it's free, it'll cost you more money than any vehicle you've ever owned. But anyway, I'm being mean now. We had a Chevy Citation. We were driving from Portland, Oregon to South Carolina and somewhere around New Mexico. We blew something in it and it just started dumping oil. It was like two quarts of oil per, per tank of gas. And we were out of money anyway. We didn't have hardly have money to get the gas to get there. And so one morning we uh, uh, got up and there was a huge puddle and we had, and little Jimmy was there, Trisha was a baby, and we just laid hands on that car and we prayed for it. And you know that car never leaked a drop the whole rest of the time we owned it. Never did. That's what God does. <laughs> it still broke down in 150 other ways, but it never leaked. <laughs> God does that kind of thing for His people. Does He always do it? No, no. If we, we would be rotten if God always did it, wouldn't we? We would be worthless if God answered every prayer every time we wanted it. Oh, my goodness. We would be the most spoiled, rotten bunch of kids. But when we pray, God hears. And He looks at it and He says, yeah, I'm going to give them this one. I'm going to give them this one. This one, they, this one they need to just go through a little further then I'll come to the rescue. Just when they think they're all out of control, I'll send the cavalry over the hill and save them. And God does that. But God does miraculous things. Even in 2018, God is a miracle-working God. Do we give so that we can have miracles? No. We give because of the character that is within us, because God's person, God's character is within us. But because we belong to Him... He also does miracles. Can you pray with me, please? Father, thank you for the truth of your word. We have seen it, God. Those of us that have been walking with you for a long time, we've seen it. Those that have been walking with you for a short time, they've still seen it. But Lord, you're just so faithful. You give to us. You bless us. You you give to us when we don't deserve it, for we never deserve it. But, Lord, you're so good. And I thank you for people that are givers. I thank you, Lord, for people that are faithful to you. And, Lord, I ask, as their pastor, I pray that you'll bless them in a special way this week. Give them a special blessing. Lord, as they've been so faithful to you, I ask, God, that you will show yourself real in a special way to them this week. And I thank you and praise you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Can the church stand a moment?